Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. My name's Rick, this is episode 36. I'm joined today by Lizzie. Hello, Lizzie. Hi, Ian. Hello, thanks for joining me. No problem. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the games we've been playing recently. We've we've also got a question of the week, which is board game apps. So not not board games that have an app to play the game. Hang on, that's not right, is it? <laughs> not not the game in app form, but you no, know, uh, yeah. you need an app to play the board, the actual physical board game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Explain that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are they good? Are they bad? How do people feel about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So before uh, before that, we've got uh, a, bit, a bit of news. We've um, we've updated the club library a little bit. Oh, so we've got nice. a, a club library that we sort of maintain and look after, and we uh, we we play those um, at the club when we when we play the games. So people don't have to sort of bring their own games; they can pick and choose some from the from the club. Uh, we've got quite a good selection. We've got some like shorter games on there. We've got some party games. We've got um, um, some bigger, heavier games as well. We uh, we had a few that people sort of donated over the years, and you know, a few card games that were missing cards and things like that, and missing bits and bobs. So we kind of went through it and tidied it up a little bit, got rid of some of the the ones that people don't really play very much. Um, we've got a couple of new additions to add in. So I picked up a copy of Citadels. Uh, oh right, a bit of an older game. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that'd be a good one because it plays like seven or eight people, I yeah, think, with the expansion. it's quite a large range, isn't it? I think it's, yeah, yeah with four to eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Quite and, easy to pick up and play. Yeah, and also we've added Carcassonne as well, so the classic kind of Another gateway classic. game that yeah. everybody seems to like. Um, I quite like Carcassonne because you can kind of play it uh, like friendly, uh, where you just got to build, up your, own, build your, your own stuff up and scoring, but you can play it kind of cutthroat as well, where you cutting off people and jumping on on their stuff and things like that so yeah yeah works either way yeah they, but they, they played a game at a sunday session once where they put all of the expansions in a bag oh, took wow. forever <laughs> <laughs> literally all day it was so massive yeah. <laughs> so yeah that must have been impressive that. though once they uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got it up yeah, yeah. once they finished yeah yeah it was quite quite a thing yeah <laughs> yeah scoring all the fields on that must have been uh, a bit of a headache yeah 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 it took a while but no, it's still a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was one of the first games that I played. For most people, it was Settlers of Catan, but it was actually mm. Carcassonne for me. All oh, right, one, yeah. One of the first sort of intro games that um, I got and played at Christmas, mm. you know, one year. But yeah, it's still, it's still a good one. Mm. Yeah, we, we still play it regularly. Me and Tracy play it. It's yeah. one of her favourites. She really likes it, so we play it, we play it quite often. Um, mm. But yeah, it's stood up. It's the test of time. It's probably about 20 years old now, I guess. But yeah, I guess people so. still play it. People still sort of enjoy yeah. it. So uh, the the other thing is, um, uh, I wanted to mention that I've started playing Dungeons and Dragons a little bit. So I used to oh. play years ago when I was at college and stuff with a few friends. Um, but I think uh, some of my friends at work they've been watching Stranger Things, and they've got uh, like a yeah. D&D episode, and it's part of the plot and stuff. Like I'm seeing it, so I'm not sure, but it's like some of the newer seasons. It's part of the part of the story yeah. sort of going forward so they've been interested in, in starting up and, and one of the guys that I know at work says oh I'm a DM I'll, I'll run a game at lunchtime um, right. so that was great so yeah That's we've been playing good. in our lunch hour we get an hour for lunch so it's not not very long to play a and d we kind of have to cram it in and we sometimes don't get much done in an hour because no. it's more of a kind of evening thing mm. they kind yeah, of split I, it out I guess for a few hours if you play do you do it quite regularly yeah once a week that's sweet, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess you can you can tick it over quite quite well, but yeah, it's kind of difficult sometimes to find a place to stop. Mm. I, I used to play similarly with 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 work. We had a, a group playing for quite a while, a couple of years, I think. But eventually, a few a few people left. Like the uh, mm. the guy who was DMing it um, left to do something else, so it sort of stopped at that point. But yeah. yeah, it was it was good. It was a nice thing to get people together and and play. Yeah. What kind of character are you? What class? Uh, I'm a fighter. I'm a human fighter. Right. And we've got um, we've got uh, a thief. We've got um, what else? We've got a cleric, I think, a magician. So there's four four of us uh, play characters, and then the, the dungeon master, obviously. So uh, right. yeah, we've been kind of working our way through a, a sort of basic module from first level. We started off at first level, or up to third level now. Um, mm-hmm. So we're doing all right. We've been playing playing a while, quite enjoying it. Uh, one one of the things that's a bit different is that it's all based on the app now. So this kind of ties into what we were talking about er- earlier with the apps. Um, right. Uh, you, there's a, a, an app called D and D Beyond, 
Um, so basically in there you can input all your character, you can put your equipment in, all your stats, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it gives right. you all your actions, all the stuff that you can do. It's got like an online rule book that you can read. Um, right. And what you can do is once you've input all your character details, you can uh, friend yourself with like all the other characters who are in the, in the uh, group and then the DM can kind of see all the stats online. Uh, right, and you can wow. tweak things, yeah. you can see everything that's on there. You can make roles in the app. Tell you how much XP you've got and how much health you've you've yeah. taken and, and, and things like that. Yeah, now that that would make life a lot easier. There's yeah. quite a lot lots of upkeep, especially for people who aren't used to that sort of thing. So work I was yeah. playing with mostly people who hadn't played any sort of board game, so this was completely new to them. So the idea of kind of tracking all of that information was quite quite alien. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like your health and how do you heal and how do these spells work? Like why can I yeah. only use them every so often and all of this sort sort of thing? Trying trying to sort of actually understand the rules that is actually quite hard. Mm. And if you just yeah. look at the book, it's really intimidating. Trying to find the information that you actually need, but if you've got the app just telling you this is what you need to know, mm. <laughs> don't worry about anything else. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be yeah. much better. And it, it, you, you've got kind of um, a group kind of roll, rolling thing as well. So when, you, when you're in a fight or something, you roll your initiative. So everybody taps their initiative on the app. And then the DM right. can see it all in like a screen. Uh, when you do your attack, oh, you right. select the attack act- action and it rolls your dice for you. It takes into account like your um, if you're advantage or disadvantage or if you've got any you know, effects or anything. So it's, yeah, none of us have got character sheets, none of us have got dice, none of us have oh, got wow. dice, it's all just all I, in the app. I don't, I don't think so. I'd like not rolling dice, though. <laughs> that, that, I feel like I'd, I'd draw the line at that, um, don't so, know. Yeah, maybe it's going like a bit too far the other way. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, for, for, for what we're doing, for sort of an introduction game and sort of playing, you know, just an hour a, a, a week or whatever, it's, yeah, it's great. I'm really enjoying it. It's good, good story that we're playing through so far and, yeah, playing with it, everyone is pretty good. It does mean that the um, the DM can get away with is we we, could, we always knew when the DM rolled some dice <laughs> if we were doing something and and he'd roll some dice. And we're like, oh, uh oh, why did he, why did he do that? What does that mean? <laughs> oh yeah. no! He <laughs> picked, picked something up or opened the door and like the dice. Yeah, out yeah, like, like oh, oh no, okay, okay uh oh, <laughs> something happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's D and D we've been doing. So uh, we'll uh, we'll chat about some of the chat about some of the games that've been been played recently. So we we played mm-hmm. one together. Uh, I've, yes. I've actually played a couple of castle games over the past couple of weeks. Right. Um, so the first one that we played was After the Empire. So this mm-hmm. is a kind of a big kind of Kickstarter game. Uh, mine was actually the retail edition. It's just um, bought it from a shop, but it was originally a Kickstarter. And mm-hmm. it's uh, a game about building up your castle and um, you're going to get attacked by this incoming sort of horde, this incoming army. And you have to build up your castle, make it build up his defences, uh, hire soldiers, hire mercenaries, and then you get attacked and then things will happen. They'll get, you know, they'll knock your walls down. You'll, they'll kill some of your soldiers or wound some of your soldiers. Then you have to sort of build it up again. So it's, um, it's one of these kind of hybrid games that are, that are becoming, becoming quite popular now where it's, part of its worker placement so the first part of it you got some workers that you put out on a big board and they'll like get resources like stone and and metal and things like that higher higher soldiers uh and that lets you build a castle up and the castle on your board is actually made up of um, plastic pieces so these like plastic uh wall pieces that you that you physically put on your board and that you put like cubes in the top to to uh, to show how strong it is and things like that, how much damage is taken, and you can upgrade to stone walls and turrets and things like that. And then the second part of the game is where all the armies come in. So you reveal some cards at the top of the board, and then the armies will attack from certain directions. Um, they'll burn your farms. You need farms to get food to feed your soldiers. Who needs so farms? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you need farms to uh, feed your soldiers, <laughs> and then they they start attacking your walls and they can knock down. Uh, walls that can come into your castle, and then if you uh, mm-hmm. if you don't have enough soldiers to put and defenses built, they kind of sack your castle, and you lose a few a few points for that. Yeah, so it's a few um, points. it's not a big deal. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's quite it's quite easy to sort of uh, to get hit by that, isn't it? It's quite easy to sort of yes. not quite calculate out what you exactly you need, and then get knocked down yeah. by these incoming soldiers. Yeah, well, it depends so much on the cards, right? That they all might come from one direction, or if if you're lucky, they'll all come from where you like spread themselves out over where you have walls. But they might just 
all come in from the back where you didn't have a wall at all. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Then uh, get sacked. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's, um, I, I, I like the worker placement bit a bit. I like the building up of the castle and sort of uh, yeah. hiring soldiers and mercenaries and things like that. Uh, the bit I didn't really like was the combat bit of it where all the soldiers come in and attack your castle. It's a bit fiddly because... Um, there's like a there's steps that you have to follow. So there's a certain thing first. You look at your farms, and then these uh, archers archery phase will happen, and the archers will fire at each other, and it's all um, you have to sort yeah. of strictly follow this uh, this list of things that you need to need to think about. But then, yes, yeah, it's, it's almost like pl- playing a tiny little skirmish game. Yeah, um, yeah, at the end of every round, sort of figuring out who's moving where, and they attack first, and going through all those stages. But yeah, so it's like a little mini game. There's a bit of a player aid which sort of isn't very good. It doesn't really explain what you're doing, what order. We, I think I don't think we played it right. We missed out a couple of things. We missed out the farms a few times. Uh, right. we, we we missed out that turrets killed two soldiers instead of one. I think. Yeah, stone ones well. are two, aren't they? Uh, yeah, wood yeah. ones are one. Yeah. So I, th- I think if you played it a couple of times, it'd probably be second nature. You'd probably get the hang of it. But on our first play, yes. it was a bit a bit confusing yeah. and a bit long winded. Um, I'd have preferred if that was a bit more streamlined. Yeah, it could have been a bit more abstract than it than it was. Uh, it was maybe needlessly complicated, but I don't know. It was quite nice, like the idea of like putting putting your soldiers on different walls and where where you're going to put them, like because you can actually position your soldiers mm. to if you think they were because you know the first card, so you know where some of them are going to come from. Mm. The rest of the cards are face down, so you don't know which direction they're going to come from. But you do have some information, so you. You, play, you can place your soldiers where you think they're going to come from or where it will be worst for you if they do come from. So there's, there's quite a bit of decisions in that. What I didn't like was the fact that the soldiers didn't sit on the walls. Yeah, that's annoying. very upsetting. <laughs> they just kind yeah. of like kind kind of sit there and slightly awkwardly and fall yeah, over. Yeah, to kind of balance them on the plastic walls yeah, and they don't quite yeah. fit and they fall off. And, yeah. yeah, they've got nice little <laughs> slots for the extra stone to go in so you can mm. take some damage. But they... Um, your soldiers don't fit in any, anywhere. It seems, it seems odd that they didn't think that through. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't actually checked what the Kickstarter was. Maybe the Kickstarter fixed that issue somehow. Mm, possibly, but yeah. I kind of doubt yeah. it because they're just, I don't know, there isn't a lot of space. And I think the Kickstarter gave you miniatures for soldiers, which definitely wouldn't fit. So we played, we played this um, three-player and it took about two hours, maybe just a little bit more. Uh, again, it was yeah, our first with, game with, with Teach. Yeah, yeah. So we, we we were kind of learning as we were going along, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, uh, it sort definitely of, you know, so. could have been quicker. I, th- I think probably yeah, about half an hour game. per player. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. If you all knew what you were doing, yeah, I think you could. I think you could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not so, a super long URL, but no, no. So I might possibly try it two player and see how that plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. probably I probably wouldn't want to play it three or four player again because I think it was a bit too long and a bit too fiddly yeah. and convoluted for that. And surprisingly is. little player interaction. That was the other thing. I guess you kind of imagine that you can attack one another's castles, or yeah. But there's none of that at all. It's all just bandits, just these extra cards. It's nothing to do with other other people kind of hitting you. Um, and there's not even that much in the worker placement. A bit we yeah, were fighting yeah. for stone, say that, yeah. weren't we? Because mm. so the first place that we'd go in work in the worker placement, we'd basically all do stone to make sure we got it in, uh, and then after that, it didn't really matter, because eventually you were just building your um, building your castle, which is an action mm. on your own player board, so nobody can block that, and you've probably got a bunch of other actions that you can do on cards that you've bought and things like that. So it tended to only be the first maybe two or three maybe at a push worker placement slots that we actually fought over mm. and then the rest of it were like well I'm going to do this and this and this so it doesn't doesn't really matter what you guys do I'm doing that <laughs> so we could all like oh we'll, we'll just we'll just build our castles now right because yeah. that's obviously what we're all going to do at this point yeah and do that at the same time if so, you uh, if you take damage to your walls you take the cubes out but you keep them you don't like discard them so you've still got that stone yeah. or wood to yeah. build so to rebuild, rebuild later on yeah so you, yeah. you, so you can co- sort of build up once you once you get down, uh, which makes sense thematically. Which I quite yeah, like yeah. that. And they've knocked yeah. your walls down, but you can just just put it back together again. Get, yeah, gather like Lego bricks. Just gather get it all. A bit up. Of yeah, conk, like cement, and just yeah, just stick it all back up, back together. It's fine. Yeah. So so you got got sacked a couple of times, and I got sacked on the last yeah. turn, I think, as well. Loads. Did, did, I think it might have been four. Of, 
yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. I, I don't know if we were playing it right, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to get sacked that many times, but you, you kind of get knocked down in points, but then you you get like an extra worker for the next round. You get a couple of soldiers putting your... Do you, do you think that kind of balanced out how bad it was, or were you, were you kind of fighting a losing battle at that point? Um... I think it it was the second time that was the problem. That the first time that I got sacked, it was it was fine because I I was I think I actually started ahead, didn't I? I started mm. as first player, so I started from, yeah, the first few rounds. slightly ahead, mm-hmm. and then I ended up getting ahead. But the further ahead you are, the more you get hit by the bandits, the more money yeah. that you've got. Essentially, that you're their prime target, mm. so you don't really want to be in the lead um, the whole the whole time. But I figured it would be okay once, and it, mm. and it was fine. I got I got an extra worker as for I didn't lose that many points. Um, but then I didn't I didn't knock myself far enough down when I, I should have done. Um, and I got quite unlucky, I think, with the cards that came mm. out the second time, and I got sacked again. And then at that point, it was really hard coming back from that mm. point because I'd, I'd lost so many of my walls. I'd put everything back together again, and it it, it, t- it took a while to. Um, to build it back up again, but that was mm-hmm. my fault. I'd, I'd put myself out there, as it were. I'd, I'd taken the risk by staying out in front when I could have been cautious and mm. and stayed behind, but uh, but I didn't. But that's uh, it's, it's part of the game. Um, so yeah. I don't feel like I lost because I was particularly unlucky. I was a bit, but you know, I tried something. It didn't pay off. And that's mm. that's that's fair enough. I don't blame the game for it at all. And mm. um, the person who won stayed behind for most of the game, mm. and. Um, yeah. But that probably probably was the right strategy, but you know, more fun in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun, yeah, yeah. yeah I think, I th- yeah. I think it is quite thematic and quite quite a fun game. It is fun to sort of build up your castle and. I love the pieces. I love, I love actually physically building the castle. That that that, yeah. that is really fun, and the pieces are really nice. They're quite they're good. They're good quality. Even even the retail yeah. version. I was wondering if the you'd just end up with wooden blocks or something for mm. the retail version and the Kickstarter version. I imagine was super fancy, mm, yeah. Um, but it was still really nice as the retail version. It didn't it didn't feel like a like a cheap mm. kind of second rate version. Yeah. Uh, it, it was still really nice. So yeah, I'd, I'd definitely I'd, I'd recommend it. Mm. And uh, if you like thematic euros, it, it is very thematic. Yeah, it, it is. Does yeah. Really yeah. coming for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It really feels like you're building a castle that you're building up your resources. The only other thing that I would um, wish was better was the abilities that you get from the people and the buildings. They oh, just yeah. weren't they weren't very interesting. Mm. Really. You couldn't really create some interesting combos. Mm. It was basically you get to do, when you do this action it's a bit easier. Mm. Or you get you get more stuff. Or slightly better versions of actions that are on the board, which you can do on a card instead of having to use the board. There wasn't anything particularly like oh, wow, oh, that this, this is cool. I think a lot of them didn't really feel worth the effort of getting because you have to spend an action to do it and mm. spend resources. And then you can basically get a resource slightly cheaper for the rest of the mm. game. I think I bought some that I never even used. Yeah, I had me an too, a- action I on and I didn't actually ever have the action spare to do that because you always mm. have to go and get stone and you have to build your castle. Mm. But then maybe I was doing that wrong. Maybe maybe I was spending too much of my time rebuilding the castle. Maybe I should have just let it all go. <laughs> <laughs> And not bother, <laughs> and just yeah. say right. I'm just going to get get sacked. I'm not going to uh, do well this round, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, maybe that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, a, it's it's an interesting game. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, okay. So that was uh, after the Empire. Mm. So what uh, what what games have you been playing, Lynn? Lizzie, what's your what's your first one? Well, um, recently. Uh, the game I've been playing the most is Spirit Island mm. by Miles. I I played it a long time ago. Um, it must have been years ago. Four years, I would say. Mm. Something like that. I can't remember when it came out. But it must have been something like that. I played it yeah. a few times. I think I played it four player both times. I just found it a bit overwhelming and kind of confusing uh, and long. <laughs> I seem to remember. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I kept hearing about it being being great. People talk about it a lot. Mm. And I, I just happened to find a copy secondhand. Somebody advertised uh, like a full collection with all of the stuff, the insert and the wooden tokens and all of that. All right, yeah. That, that sort of thing. Mm. I thought, oh, I'll, just, I'll just go for it and, and give it a try. 
and that, that was that was about a month ago, I'd say, and I've played it at least thirty times. Wow! So yeah, <laughs> so it landed for me in in a big way. Uh, so yeah, I must have played it on average once a day ever since. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a great game, and I, I can see why why people talk about it so much because once you understand what you're doing, it is mm. complicated. It, it is there's a lot going on, but there's so much depth to it. Uh, it is a game that you could play for years. Like, it's a proper desert island sort of game. If you can only play one game for the rest of your life, that would be a good choice. You can get mm. a lot out of it. So to explain what the game's about, it says on the box, it's a cooperative settler destruction game. That's how it describes itself. <laughs> so there's an island which is populated by a native population called the Dahan, and spirits of various different flavors and each person plays one of those spirits and what they're trying to do is uh, basically get rid of the settlers who have arrived on their shores and they're building towns and they're building cities and generally making a big old mess and uh, we want to get rid of them again it's, it's basically like a pandemic style cooperative game where you're, you're putting mm. out fires so they'll turn up they'll explore in a certain area the island's split into different areas of you've got forests and sand and mountains and th that sort of thing and they'll explore in, say, the mountains. And then the following round, they'll build in the mountains. And the round after that, they'll ravage, which basically means attack. So you know what's coming. So once they've explored somewhere, the card moves moves along. Uh, so you know where they're going to build the following round. And you know where they're going to attack the round after that. So you have to constantly decide, do I want to stop them attacking? Or should I let that one go and kill these explorers before they build? And try and um, get them under control that way. Otherwise, you're always sort of beating them at the last hurdle. Hmm. Uh, so it's, it's how, how you can control them. So the spirits do that with a, a set of cards that they've got. Each spirit starts with normally four unique cards, which are their actions, basically, of what they can do. You have a track of how much money you get each round and how many cards you can play. And um, generally you'll get some options. Each spirit works very differently. But generally you'll have an option of whether to put down a presence, which basically takes a... A disc off your board and puts it on, onto on, on, from your player board and puts it onto the island board, which is then somewhere that you can uh, work from. But it mm. will remove one of your slots to reveal more money or more card plays or the more complicated spirits. You get things like getting cards back and elements and different things. But generally speaking, it's more money or cards. So you instantly have the choice: Do I need more money and play fewer cards, or do I? Uh, play more cards and get more done that way. Because the cards will do things like attacking, attacking certain areas or just moving them around, is, which is often as, as valuable. If you can move an explorer from the mountains to some sand, so where they're not building, then you avoid that whole build. You don't, you don't need to kill them. Uh, some, some of the spirits work around the, the Han doing all the damage. If you can engineer it so that the settlers attack the Dahan, but you're defending the area, then the Dahan will attack them back and kill them for you. Some of the spirits can't even attack. There's one, what's his name, Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares, um, who can't, who can't do any damage. All he does is fear, which basically brings your win condition closer, makes it easier. Mm. At the start of the game, you can only win by killing every single explorer on the board. All of the cities, all of the towns, all of the people, everything wiped out. Which mm. is really hard. Mm. I haven't managed a, a level one uh, fear victory yet, but that's the thing that you can do to work towards. But if you manage to do more fear, then you reveal an easier option, which is just destroying all of the explorer, uh, towns and cities. Mm. Which is still quite hard. But if you keep going, then you only have to destroy all of the cities which is much more doable and if you keep going you just fight them off completely and they abandon everything regardless of how much they've built i've had some islands just absolutely covered in cities <laughs> <laughs> everywhere but then managed managed to win on fear and they all just run away which is a uh, very satisfying when that manages <laughs> to happen but yeah all the, all the spirits work wildly differently and i think that's really what makes it so interesting that the, the game can feel completely different depending mm. on what kind of spirit you're you're playing some of them work just by moving people around there's one uh, finder of paths unseen which is basically this little hummingbird who can't do any damage or at least can do damage but they get severely punished for doing so but they can make any two adjacent uh, lands adjacent to one another so they can move people about all over the place mm. 
and um, just manipulate the board um, however they like. Or there's one which is Ocean's Hungry Grasp, who can only uh, have presence in the ocean, which isn't normally allowed at all, or on the coastal region. So one side of each board will have a coast on it next to water, and they can only interact with those lands. But they can absolutely annihilate everything on those <laughs> on those lands. It is really powerful. Um, will wipe out any any cities and uh, use it as currency. But they can't do anything uh, further inland at all unless they manage to get some new cards. You can acquire new cards. That's one of the the other options that you get um, when you're taking uh, presents off your track and getting mm. more money in. Um, card plays you can you can buy new cards basically there are huge decks at least if you have everything there are huge decks uh, for minor powers and major powers which you can add to your uh, the unique starting powers that you get at the beginning of the game which give you different abilities so depending on how you want to build out your spirit you can take very different things some spirits will want all of the all of the damage that they can get whereas the spirits who who can't really damage because they get punished for it or just aren't allowed um will be looking for things to move around the explorers and um, maybe defend areas or just remove uh, towns and cities which uh, mm. sometimes you can get around the rules by uh, some cards will let you just diminish a city into a town and then that's that's not destroying that's not destroying so that's okay mm. that's allowed so there are there are, there are ways around it and it's learning when you're playing this particular spirit how how you need to to play you can mm. uh, just completely readjust your attitude to the game, depending on what spirit you're playing, which is, I think, why why it's so interesting. Because mm. there's so much to learn, so many different things to try, all the different spirits, and there are different scenarios which give you completely different win conditions or adversaries which will make the game harder in different ways, change things up. Yeah, have you have you played the game at all? I, I have played it. Yeah, it was a while ago, uh, and I think I felt the same as you would on that first mm. play. I kind of uh, is a bit overwhelming, a bit complicated as to what uh, what you can do. Um, obviously, yeah. I think that's down to the down to the depth of the um, characters that you use, isn't it? The spirits that you use. They, they all mm. play, like say, they all play so differently that um, so you, you kind of have to learn how they all, how they kind of interact with each other and how they work before you can uh, sort of concentrate yeah. on winning the game, kind of thing. Yeah, hmm. it does have ways of sort of easing you in a bit. Uh, there are it, it says on the back, it's on the back of each player board of, the, of each spirit. It gives a nice sort of description of their background, right, and yeah. how, how to play them, what kind of thing they should be doing, yeah. um, which is helpful. And you can there are cards which normally when you would buy a card, you'd take four cards from the top, top of the deck and choose between them. But it can be a really tough decision knowing what what should I take here. But there are there is a set of cards for each of the the simplest spirits that come in the base game. There are cards which you you just go from that deck. It'll tell you take these cards out of the decks, and whenever you buy a card, take this one, and when you buy another one, take this one. Hmm. So it'll sort of walk, walk walk you through it, so that you'll always end uh, up with cards yeah. which will work, rather than yeah. having to sit there and think about. I've no idea which yeah. card, which of these cards is any good. Is this completely useless to me? I don't know. It seems good, but maybe not. Maybe hmm. it's not good for this spirit, uh, which is quite hard to work out when um, mm. you haven't played the game before so so you said you'd, you'd, you'd played it um a lot recently how, how many players yep. have been playing it is it two how or solo or? yeah uh two player and solo so yeah i right. haven't i think I, I definitely would be tempted to play it three player uh mm. maybe even four if everybody knows what they're doing but i think it's probably easier i've basically been going around with my friends and making yeah. them play it <laughs> one at a time <laughs> and um <laughs> And then I'll I'll try getting uh, larger groups together. I think it, yeah. it it would work well with with more players, but I think trying to play with four people when nobody's played it before mm. that's a big ask. That's yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It's going to take a while trying to explain to everybody what what they're doing. I think it's easier to teach one person at a time. Um, I definitely recommend getting somebody who knows how to play to teach you as well. Mm. The the rule book isn't isn't bad. I don't hmm. think it's hard to learn from there, but it's much easier if somebody can just walk you through and say, "Oh, this happens now, and then this will happen." And, yeah, yeah. Um, rather than trying to figure it out. There's a load of uh, spirits you talked about there. Are they like expansion ones, or is it is like a load in the yes. box already? Or I think and the scenarios are there are there expansions as well. Eight. I think it's eight in the in the core set. Oh right, yeah. Oh, it's quite, quite a, quite there, a though, few, still, right, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It, it's it's not bad at all. And then there are three expansions: two small ones and one large one. Mm. 
mm. which all add extra spirits. And one of them adds an event deck, which changes things up quite a lot. It makes things quite, quite random because stuff will just happen uh, every round. Sometimes it will be really bad. Mm. And so- sometimes it's great. One time I turned over an event and it turned out to just remove two cities from the board. Like, oh, wow. Okay, okay, I'll take <laughs> yeah, I'll that. Take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but yeah. sometimes they're really bad. So that some people don't like it because it does make the game a lot more random mm. and, and hard to plan around it. But it, it depends how you how you like to play. Um, mm. I find it I find it fun, but I can see and- why some people don't. Yeah, and then yeah. there's another expansion which adds a bunch of extra tokens which you can put on the board which will do certain things or block explores or there are beasts which you can put on the board and they'll move around of their own accord uh, and yeah. just take down explorers um, sort of randomly but some of the some of the spirits which are introduced later interact with those specific tokens so that that's introduced a bit a bit later mm. on but I'd certainly leave that for early games and just stick to the core set but yeah, th- yeah. there's a lot of extra stuff that they've added I think some scenarios and adversaries came in the core set, but then they added mm. more more of those. Yeah, more and more. Later yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. Adds, yeah. adds a bit more to the game, yeah. Yeah. So what, what's your um, what's your win rate? How, how, how often do you win? How often do you lose, do you think? Oh, well, that's that's tricky. Um, I def- I've definitely won more than I've, I've lost. But the, the difficulty setting you can set yourself at a very fine rates as well mm. each of the adversaries that you get is basically a sheet um with their their main power of what they do maybe they change setup or something and then there's a whole list of six levels at which you can mm. play them so you can adjust the difficulty exactly how how you want right um to make it to make it harder or easier as you yeah. wish um, That's good. so you can basically make it as difficult as you as you want to if you want mm. to lose most of the time then you play it on level six and that'll that'll certainly happen um so you can you can adjust that to mm. how well you're doing so i i found that as i, as I was getting further along play, playing each of the spirits some of them i had a really hard time winning with so i just turned the difficulty down a little bit right yeah but yeah. some of the, some of them are very difficult solo so that that makes a big difference as well mm. when i tried to play the the the, the little hummingbird that was that was hard. It's mm. <laughs> not much you can do on your own. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, sort of trying to play with each each spirit might be good against certain scenarios, but terrible in other ones. So right, you can uh, adjust sort of how how difficult you make a particular game. Yeah, yeah, to balance it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, so, uh, I certainly know a lot of people that um, that really like this game, and like you say, uh, I've played it quite a lot, and like really enjoy all the all the variety in there and the. Mm. And the game itself, so yeah, definitely got good reviews, and uh, it's one that a lot of people like. Um, I should mention as well that there's a um, there's a new version coming out, which is a kind of introductory version, mm. uh, which might be interesting for people. It All was right. suppo- it was supposed to be uh, exclusive to Target for two years, but apparently mm. they're not doing that anymore. So it it will turn up uh, at the end of this year, I think. Right. But that's going to be a, a sort of a more straightforward box with quite relatively simple spirits and missing out some of the more complicated rules All so right. it, that that should be a really good introduction to the game yeah um for people to try i think that would be a good option there's also a spirit in there which is basically a cat which bats things around all over the board which i think is amazing <laughs> <laughs> i think i think that sounds like the um the pandemic ones and the ticket to ride ones where if you've already got the game and you've played it quite a lot it's probably not really worth Mm. Uh, invested in that, but if you if you know played it, or if it's you know if you, if you're new to it, then yeah, it's a good stepping stone to get into the real uh, the, the yeah. not the real game, but the, the sort of bigger, more advanced game, if you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it it is a lot. It is a lot to get mm. into. But right, okay. So the uh, uh, the next game that I'm going to talk about is the is the other castle game that I've played uh, oh, yeah. this week. This is called Castles of Madkin Ludwig. Ah. This yes. is uh, a bit of an older game. This was out in 2014, and it's just recently been kickstarted and delivered. So my my delivery came last week. Oh uh, wow! The collector's edition. Oh wow! So this Amazing. is uh, <laughs> the uh, same game. Uh, nothing's changed, but they've mm-hmm. included all the expansions, and they've also added a couple of new expansions as well that you can either play with or you can leave out. Um, it comes in a nice big collector's box, all new artwork. 
uh, all new production and everything, um, like plastic card holders and token holders, uh, trays, metal coins, all that Kickstarter stuff <laughs> that you get. But I had, I had played this before, uh, just the standard version. It was really good. I enjoyed it quite a lot. So I knew I was going to like the game anyway. Yeah. So basically, this game uh, is a game of building up the the castle for the for the king. So you're building a castle out of these room uh, tiles, and these room tiles are like different shapes. Some some are like small squares, some are circles, some are mm. big uh, rectangles, some are sort of more square. So it's all all sorts of different shapes, and each each room has like an entrance uh, or or two or three entrances that you kind of join together. Uh, so the fir- the first part of the game is um, where the master builder he will position these rooms based on the what he thinks the value that people are going to pay is. So there's a track at the bottom of the board that goes from like a thousand coins up to fifteen thousand coins, and you can rearrange these rooms and put in what whatever your slot you want. So once you've done that, once the master builder's done that, got done that, the person to his left will uh, pick which room he wants, and he'll pay the master build- builder the value of that room. So if you've put it on the ten thousand. Uh, spot you'll pay the master builder ten thousand, and then the next player will take a room. The next player will take a room, and then the master builder will have a choice of what's left, but he pays the bank. So once everybody's got a room, you attach it to your castle with these entrances. Um, you'll get points based on what type of room it is. So there's different types of room. There's like uh, activity rooms, there's food rooms, sleeping rooms, things like that, gardens, and you'll get points according to what it's attached to. Uh, you might also lose points if it's attached to the wrong type of room. So, like, for example, you don't want a, mu- a music room next to your uh, sleeping rooms. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll lose points for that. But a lot of the time you can co- sort of combo these off them and you'll get a couple of uh, a couple of points for placing the rooms in the right place. Uh, and then once everybody's placed a room, you replace, the, uh, replace them all in the display uh, and then you go to the next round. Um, you also get a bonus as well. So if you complete a room, so completing a room is like when you've placed it into your castle and you've covered all the entrances. So if you've built it up so that there's no entrances showing, you get like a little bonus. Uh, and the bonus depends on the type of room. It might be, it might be an extra money or it might be extra points or it might be a couple of points uh, or it might be an extra couple of cards. There's some uh, like bonus cards that you can pick up. Um, so that's basically the, uh, uh, the type of game it is. It's kind of a tile lane game where you're kind of building this castle on your, uh, on your playing board. Um, at the end of the game, there's a couple of bonus points. Uh, so there are these cards um, that are private. So you have your own like bonus cards. So it might be like most sleeping rooms or biggest square footage of hallways or something like that. Uh, and there's also some public ones on the board as well. So there's like some public ones that everybody can see, which are a similar sort of thing, like most type of room or uh, most number of stairs or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's um, it's a really nice production. First of all, the um, the coins are brilliant. They're really nice, thick uh, metal coins. The tiles are really nice. The great artwork on them. The board itself is is huge. <laughs> it's got like a central board, and all the tiles are placed on them. But it's all organised really well, um, so that the tiles all have holders, so that they, and it, um, you just slot them in and and take your tiles out for the game. It's all like nicely right. organised, everything. Yeah, so it helps like organise it and keep it all tidy and everything. Uh, one of the expansions is like a towers expansion. So uh, there's these towers that you can build um, and they'll, they'll give you extra bonus points as well. There's, the towers are like plastic towers that you put on top of the tiles. So once it's completed, once you've completed the tower, like filling up all the entrances, you take a tower piece and actually put it on your board so it gives it kind of a bit of 3D depth. Mm. These like pre-painted uh, towers, they're like pre- pre-coloured sort of towers that you can put right, on your board. Classic right, right. Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. <laughs> shout out to Kickstarter. Yeah, it all, all comes in a massive box. Yeah, all all puts away, but it comes with like trays as well. It's got um, game trays in there, so everything's got a place, and you can sort of tip the box upside down or put it on its side, and nothing moves around. Everything's there's a place for everything. There's covers for everything. Mm. Um, so the production of it is fantastic. It's all real well designed. Um, the icons are easy to read on the rooms, things like that. It's um, it's all great, uh, but the game itself is is still fantastic. Really, it's um, uh, it's still a, a great game. The, the actual building up of your castle and putting the rooms in different places to try and sort of get the best score that you can with you know what's available. Yeah. Uh, but but the the master builder part is really good as well because you kind of uh, you can put these rooms wherever you want on the on the display, so you can make them really expensive. Uh, so that nobody buys it, but then when it comes around to you, you've obviously got to pay that amount to the to the bank to get it. Or yeah. if it's a if it's a room that you really want, you can make it a little bit cheaper there, but that makes it a bit more enticing for other players to buy. So there's a bit of uh, a bit of thinking about like what other people are going for and 
you know, how, how yeah. where to play it. So that, that kind of can slow the game down a little bit where people are deciding, you know, what slots you want to put these uh, kind of rooms in. Yeah. Uh, That's always a bit that I found really hard. I think it's a really interesting mechanic, but I did mm. find it just really difficult. So you feel yeah. like to, to know, to work out how much this is worth to you, you really have to look at somebody else's castle and figure out, right, do they need this piece? Yeah, Where can they what, put what it? They how need? many points yeah. would they get out of it? How much yeah. money do they have? How much would they be willing to spend on it? And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. You have to think about every piece, yeah. of it, every person, the relative value of everything, and then try and gauge a decision. And it's, well, yeah. that will just and take me forever. I can't do that. <laughs> so yeah, I found, found that quite difficult. Um, there is a lot of guesswork in there, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it does actually say in the rules that the, the money is open. You can see how much people have got. So, hmm. yeah, you have to take so into account if you can judge. afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is uh, there is a bit of – it only takes – well, um, we, we played two-player and it took us about 45 minutes probably. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. with five players, you're probably up to be about 90 minutes probably with yeah. a full four or five-player play count. Um, yeah. It plays. It plays. The original game played four, but this one with the expansion plays up to five, so you can play five player. Probably better at four. That I would. Have yeah, I, d- I don't see how that would improve anything. It would just make yeah. it longer. Yeah, it just makes it makes it longer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. three three or four is probably. The, there is a solo mode now, which oh, wasn't okay. before. You can play it single player. Right, you're um, just trying to get as many points as possible. It's a score thing. Yeah, yeah. You just get as many uh, uh, as many points as you can. How um, does it do the master builder thing? You uh, you draw cards off a deck and you put the rooms in order. So the first card you draw off, it'll be a 200 room. You put that in the lowest slot uh-huh. and then the next card goes in the next slot and the next one goes in the next slot and that's how much it costs you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so there's, yeah, there's no decision there to be made and then you just decide like how you're going to, which one you're going to pick up and then the whole lot gets discarded and then you get a new, a new th- three rooms for the next round. Right. And it's just like a scoring, yeah, just like a score, high score. Kind of thing, yeah. so it, it gives you the kind of the room building bit of it, the castle building bit, but uh, obviously you're missing out on the master builder portion of it. Yeah, it cuts that out pretty much altogether. Um, but yeah, we we really enjoyed it. We had a we had a good time. We had um, some really nice castles. Once you fil- finished building it, you, you know you can look at your board and yeah, you, you've got your you know your your castle that you built in front of you. That was really really good. I like that sort of building it up and yeah, it does. It does look what really you got nice. at the end of the game. Weirdly, it always put me off buying a copy of the game because. A friend of mine who lives in Denmark pointed out to me once that there's a version, I don't know if it's the Danish version or German, or I'm not sure, but there is a version which has way better art than the English one. Right, it's just yeah. absolutely beautiful. And it yeah. just really annoyed me why the English one doesn't have that, <laughs> that art. Why, why, would you, yeah, why would you do yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, the, the new um, one's got really nice art. It's all got like, loads of little Easter eggs in all the rooms and everything. It's, it's right, right, yeah, nice. pretty good. Yeah, and the little, little um, details of, yeah. Yeah, loads of detail, details in the rooms and all like different. It's got all the rooms from the expansions and a few new ones yeah. for this set as well. So you've got all the rooms. But the, you, good, the good thing is there's loads of rooms where you don't have to sort of separate them out. You just chuck them all in and right. play with all of them. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Would you recommend the expansions? We played the Wither Towers one. That was kind of, it didn't, uh, didn't add anything to the to the sort of setup or the explanation of the game. It's a really easy one to, to throw in. Right. Um, it's just like an extra room type that you get. Uh, we didn't play with any others. There's the moats, which kind of confines you to a certain space but gets you more points. There's the swans, swans there's right, secret passages, it? there's um, decrees oh, yeah, that, that give cool. you like a player ability. There's loads. So we only played with the towers one. But I, th- right. I think most of the expansions are pretty easy to kind of uh, plug in and play. Right, they don't yeah, really add that match. much to the game. Like uh, mm-hmm. the swans, for example... You, you uh, when you draw a card with a swan token on it, you put a swan token face up, and when you buy that room, you get the swan token, and they're in five different colours, uh, and you get points for like, how many sets you've collected of different colours. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty easy to throw in if you want to add like extra stuff in there as well. But obviously that'll change the value of the room as well. If somebody really wants a yellow swan and it's got a yellow right. swan on it, you know they're yep. going to pay a little bit more. So yeah, it, it'll you know make a bit more of that side of it. But yeah, the uh, the towers one's pretty good and. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to trying out some of the other ones as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, definitely recommend it, even if you've got a standard version. It's a pretty good game in itself. Yeah, it's, but it's still good. I, I, I haven't played it for a while, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely a good one. And it's uh, it, it comes with about, it's like the the um, Suburbia uh, as well, a collector's edition of that. And right. it's a similar sort of thing on this one. They put in about 25 different player colours. So you can, <laughs> if, if you have like a particular shade of green that you like, then it's 
probably in the box somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There's like 25 different yeah colours that you can, <laughs> you can play as. So Tr- Tracy likes like a dark blue, so we pulled that one out, and I've got yellow, so I, I pulled out yellow, so... There's all, all sorts of colours in there if you, I, I uh, if you have a preferred colour. It's good for yeah. people with all sorts of colour blindness. <laughs> you just pick something that works for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely good. That's Castles of Mac and Ludwig. Well, should we talk about um, apps and games? Yeah, yeah. Because the, yeah, the, the one that I've played recently, which involved an app, was um, Forgotten Waters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a pirate. It's sort of, I want to say it's semi-cooperative. I think it's it fully cooperative. Well, it's semi-cooperative. You do have you have you have your own personal goals. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's right. We just weren't really thinking about winning, to be honest. It was, it's more <laughs> of an experience than a, than a, than a game. To be fair, the sort of the winning and the losing isn't sort of irrelevant. Uh, but yeah, you all you all work together on a ship as as pirates, and you each have different roles. Uh, so basically, the, the, the ship always has a certain number of things that need doing, and they just get allocated out sort of various bits of admin uh basically one person's in charge of the cannons and one person's in charge of the the hold and repairing the ship or supplies or navigation mm. or whatever so we uh, different people will, will get something in front of them which they're keeping track of and that they're, they're sort of in charge of and then the game has a, a book it's a fold-out um book which has a piece of artwork on it and then the other the other side is whatever location we happen to be so you start out in a port as you might expect and on that page there's a whole list of actions that you can take then the the unusual part of it is that we then choose what action we're going to do in real time Hmm. so the app has a timer which is i don't know 90 seconds i want to say something like that um in which we all have to decide what we're going to do which is done in order of notoriety I don't think it's called notoriety, but basically that. So we all have a, a pecking order, as it were. So right, the person yeah. who happens to be at the top at the time uh, yeah. will go first. And they can put their player piece on whichever of the actions they want to do. And then we go down that order, people putting on where they want to go uh, and uh, picking what to do. It might be going to the pub or working on the ship or going to talk to the captain or something like that. And then hopefully you will manage to do that within 90 seconds. And then you go down the page from top to bottom and people get to do whatever they did. Which generally speaking involves rolling some dice. There's a lot of skill checks. So you Mm. all start out with uh, a stat sheet with nothing on your stats. You don't uh, don't actually start with some people being higher up in some than others. Everyone starts at the bottom. But depending on your character, you'll only be able to go up a certain amount. So some people will never be able to be very good at fighting or navigation or whatever because it just caps out. Mm. Everybody starts out basically zero which is basically you add zero to a roll so you roll a d6 and then add on your your skill whenever whenever you do a skill check so you might you might go to the pub and get into a fight and then you go to the app and it'll do some flavor text which is all narrated which is very nice all right yeah so it'll it's all voice acted and it's done very well to be fair the acting is is really good and it adds a lot of flavor especially being pirates i think it makes a big sort of they do all the accents and <laughs> they make they make it really it's very silly it's, it, n- yeah. none of it takes itself seriously <laughs> at all it's all just ridiculous so I'll do, I'll do a bit of flavor text it might ask you do you want to do this i'll give you a choice do you want to go into this cave or do you want to stay out and go down the beach or or whatever. So you just click on whichever one thing you want to do, and it might give you a bit more flavour text, or make you roll a die, mm. and uh, see what happens. So mechanically, it's it's pretty light. That's basically all of the rules. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, so that there's a lot of flavour in it. Is each person on the sheet as well has a lot of a backstory of their character, mm. and you give them a name, of course. And um, each person has their own thing that they're they're trying to achieve. I was an assassin who was Uh trying to kill a particular family. And it'll ask you at the start to fill in some words. So for me, it asked me to name a high number. So I put a million. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) It just said a large, cool sounding number. I think yeah. that's how it puts it. <laughs> okay, uh, a million, and it asks you what what was your sort of weapon of choice. So I put poison, hmm. and uh, th- this sort of question. And then later on, um, whenever you manage to achieve a certain level, you'll read out your next bit of flavour text for 
your mm. adventure, as it were, that you've completed this and you read out the text. And whenever it has a blank, with, it'll have a little number which you have to say whatever it was that you filled in in the first place. Uh, so whatever yeah. ridiculous thing, which probably doesn't fit into the sentence at all, um, <laughs> <laughs> you end up reading out. Uh, so I ended up reading out that I'd, I'd killed a million people. <laughs> wildly over that. <laughs> okay. But my favourite weapon was poison, so maybe, you know, maybe that's possible. Um, see, it, it, it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, there's this stuff that you can end up doing. But but I think in, in this case, the, the app actually worked really well. Like I said, because, mm. the, because of the amount of flavour text in it, if you were constantly going to a book to read things... I don't know, it would really slow the game down a bit. And you'd have to do accents or it just, just wouldn't be the same. <laughs> um, yeah. But it keeps track of what you've what you've done, uh, yeah. kind of what, what decisions you've made. So you don't have to track it down on a sheet. Uh, right, like yeah. something like Tainted, Tainted Grail, you're, you're constantly mm. marking off little uh, squares where you've completed this objective or so, so that the game remembers it. But um, mm. in, in this sort of game and games, games like, I guess, Choose Your Own Adventure games, you get quite a lot of this kind of app-based... Um, mm. tracking system uh, to avoid all of that because it, it can be really awkward if you if you forget to check a box at some point it it makes life very complicated like, oh, this doesn't make sense maybe we maybe we must have done that we just didn't check the box or I've done something wrong or then, yeah, yeah. something or yeah yeah or mm. accidentally read something which can happen if you if you're reading mm. a book yeah. and then you've got a list of options and you can tell oh well definitely don't do that one but then you have to yeah. kind of try and keep a straight face and not give it away that <laughs> don't do that one no <laughs> we'll all die but yeah. uh, but you have to sort of pretend that you didn't you didn't see that and yeah, so yeah. Tainted Grail does do quite a good job of that of having things on different pages or at the back of the book if it's important but hmm. for less important things it can be hard to hard to avoid it but when you've got an app then you you don't have that problem at all because it'll just it'll just remember these things and it will carry on to the next thing that, that, hmm. that you did that and it's all just automatic so for that kind of thing, I can see that an app is actually really useful. Yeah, I quite, I, yeah, quite. I think the thing they do well is that like cinematic thing where they play music and give you the voiceover yeah, like and stuff yeah, like that, it, and that, it, it all adds to the well, story yeah. of it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Depending on what kind of mode we were in, it would have like little like birds cawing or dramatic music if we were in a mm. fight or something, something like that. So, yeah, that 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 adds to things quite a lot. Yeah. Well, one of the yeah. similar ones that I've played is uh, Mansions of Madness. Right, um, yeah. That's the one where it's a Cthulhu-based game where you're kind of um, exploring the mansion mm-hmm. uh, and there's like room tiles and there's monsters that you're going to be fighting and it's kind of a bit a bit of a dungeon crawl, really. Uh, yeah. But it comes with the app so that the app kind of tells you the layout of the rooms. So it'll mm-hmm. design like the starting rooms for you and you can go explore and obviously have more tiles as you, as you go exploring. It'll um, tell you what monsters to put in there, but also along with that, there's a bit of a story as well, a similar sort of thing. It'll start yeah. you off with like a story at the start of it, and you're looking for a particular thing, or you're trying to find somebody or something like that. Uh, so you're going down and exploring and sort of fighting these monsters, and then you'll get to a certain room, and then there'll be a puzzle on the app. Uh, you'll need to unlock a door or open a safe or something like that, and there'll be something that pops up. So you kind of uh, okay. uh, you do that within the app, the, the app like itself. An escape then, room kind of puzzle. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then uh, and then either you pass or you fail, you're passing, you get some goodies and you or you're failing and you know the door stays locked and you have to go a different direction or something. So it doesn't mm. doesn't stop you but it just helps you out on that. So so that was a quite a good one. It's a similar sort of thing. It like plays music and it's got narration and tells you the story of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's yeah. a good one. That that stuff does help. The the problem I had with, with Mansions of Madness is the um the point at which it becomes unnecessary that you have the board at all. Mm-hmm. Like with some with some games, the app tracks absolutely everything. I think the new descent was like that as well, mm-hmm. where people were saying there's not actually much point having the board set up. I could just do all of this in the app, yeah, because uh, yeah. the app's basically telling me this is what the map looks like now. Build it in real life. Like, okay, yeah, but is it, it, right, it can definitely right go too the far app. the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't take yeah. it quite too far. Yeah, into the app integration rather than sort of you're not really playing a board game then you're playing an app with you know a bit of cardboard on mm. the side it's not really yeah. the same sort of thing um, yeah a-, a game that did that that really well for me was um the return to dark tower which oh, was yeah. was really fun um that's the game with the huge plastic tower in the middle of the board mm. <laughs> and it's controlled by bluetooth from from an ipad or whatever with mm. with, with the app on it and it'll do things at random uh it'll randomize or the, the, the tower will turn and 
and slots will appear in different places and they spit out skulls, which is basically bad things. Cause sort of like pandemic cubes kind of ending up on, mm. on it's, a, it's a huge circular board with different areas around the map and it will spit out uh, these skulls and you have to put them into certain areas. And basically if you end up with three of them, they, they explode and bad things happen. <laughs> so you have to be cleaning up the skulls all the time and uh, getting rid of them. And then there are, there are monsters uh, around the map who move around but the app doesn't doesn't track everything it'll tell you when there's a new round when it's your turn you you log in sort of that is the end of your turn and then it'll uh some stuff will happen randomly it'll say this monster spawns and you spawn mm. it somewhere but it won't know where the monsters are they might move around the board but it right, at yeah. no point actually knows where everything is it just mm. knows you've got a bunch of these monsters and and uh, you tell it when you kill them, I think. So I think yeah. it knows how many, but it doesn't know where they are or where we are as players. Mm. It doesn't know anything about what we've done and where we've been. And you track the, the fights happen in the app as well, where each of the different creatures had their own kind of deck of cards, mm. which which you worked through uh, when you were fighting it. But that would change over the game. Certain ones would get um, would get more difficult, so they'd get, get harder cards put into their decks, as mm. it were. Or you might make them easier if you meet a certain person and you do a certain quest you might make some of the enemies easier hmm. uh, for some reason and doing all of that in person would be really fiddly because uh, mm-hmm. you'd be constantly having to change dif- different things like, of all the different yeah, yeah. i guess you'd have to have a deck for each of them and take cards in and out of them and it would just it would just be a real faff so that one it felt it felt necessary you couldn't really do the game without the app yeah it wouldn't yeah. really work um, it, it does look cool that one yeah it's one that I'd like to try at some point yeah it looks really good yeah it it, it, it wasn't really it took a long time I think it might have been getting on for four hours oh right really <laughs> so, like, three or four wow. I don't really know why it took that long hmm. but um, but it didn't feel like it I certainly didn't I didn't begrudge it at the time and normally for me that would be too long for a game I'd hmm. be sort of itching to play something else but it, it didn't bother me so Oh, that's good. Must yeah, yeah, it must have been quite engrossing then. Yeah, if you, yeah. Uh, I, I tend to find that if it, if the game's like engrossing and you're sort of caught up in it, it doesn't really matter how long it is. You can spend two or three yeah. hours sat there and not really realise. It's just yeah. when yeah, just you know going. it starts dragging on a little bit that yeah, it starts to stay yeah, as well. be a bit too long then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what, what, one of the one of the first ones that I played was the XCOM game. Oh yeah. Uh, that right. came with an app. Did that have an app? So, I think I yeah. played that. That was a long yeah, time ago. The, this one's a little bit unusual because uh, when you open up the box, there's no rules, there's no instruction booklet or anything. It's all oh, right. based on the app. In the app right. Yeah, so there's there's um, a tutorial on the app. So it's like a step by step tutorial that teaches you how to play the game. Mm-hmm. And there's also uh, kind of a rules explanation in, in the app as well. But it's all all based on that. Um, so the app's used for teaching you how to play the game and also the rules. But then when you're actually playing the game itself as well, it acts like a timer. Mm-hmm. So there's like a, um, a stage where people are sort of uh, similar sort of to, to what you spoke at earlier, like a real-time kind of thing. Um, and then an alarm will go off and it'll say aliens are attacking the base and then the person who's in front of the base will put the aliens out and then another alarm will go yeah. off and aliens are in space and you have to put little flying saucers out and things like that. So... Uh, you, you put them all out, so that's quite a good one. Uh, I've, I've spoke about another one as well. Uh, I've spoke about this one before, but a ticket to ride. Um, uh, you can play, uh, there's an app uh, within Alexa, uh, and oh, you can right. play ticket to ride against the computer, against Alexa. Right. Um, you can have her an extra, as an extra player, so if you want to play like an extra player, or you can just play sort of two player, you and the computer. Um, so if you say, Alexa, I want to play a ticket to ride, or I want to play a ticket to ride Europe. Um, she'll sort of tell you, you know, what routes to. She's got her own tickets, and she'll like tell you what routes she's doing and stuff like that. So it's just oh, like okay. playing another person, really. That's quite a cool experience to, to just try it one time. <laughs> right, but you, but you, yeah. but you know what she's doing. Similarly, her cards are face up, so you know what she's trying to do. So uh, no, but, no, 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 no face down. Right, uh, okay. she'll tell you. Yeah, she tells right. you. So she she has her own ticket deck. Which right, she shuffles right, up okay. and, and she plays from that. So she'll I say, "I've completed this see. route," and then you put the trains on, on her route, uh-huh. and then you take your turn. And then she'll go, oh, "I've completed this route, and I've completed this ticket." And then yeah, it adds up all the scores for you at the end as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah. It, 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 it sounds like it shouldn't really work, and it'll be a bit. No. Crap, but it, it, <laughs> it, it, it works. It, weird, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like playing another person. It's yeah, it's pretty cool. Interesting, but that—that's like a yeah. You play with the actual board game, and you play you know with the pieces and everything. Yeah, that's, an extra thing. that's what the the app essentially is just telling you what they're what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're playing on yeah. the board. 
I guess the other problem with 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 games like XCOM, I wonder is that is that still possible to play today? Because that's one of the things that I worry about. If it doesn't even have a rule book in it, presumably it's just impossible to play without without the uh, without the app. You, you do need the app, yeah. I guess um, I guess if the app gets delisted or if it you know disappears yeah. out of the store or something, you'd be scuppered. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's the same with, with any of them, any of them that require this, that you, you yeah. know, you'll be in the same boat, I suppose. Yeah, I've seen a few. There was there was one recently, um, Lands of Galsire on um, GameFound, which um, you basically just downloaded it. It's basically mm. the, the book, like a, it's a choose-your-own-adventure right, kind, yeah. kind of game. And you basically just mm. download it as a massive PDF right, kind yeah. of file, which is an interesting way around it. Because a lot, a lot of people ask yeah, that question when yeah. you get these games coming up. And will it be supported in the future? Especially yeah. if it's a small like creator on on GameFound who went not a mm. massive as Asmodee. Are they really going to keep that website going forever? Or mm. you know, it's a bit of bit of an unknown. But these days, I've seen more people doing that. Just instead of printing a huge book, it's obviously very expensive, especially these days. Um, yeah, yeah. And then shipping it, you can just download it as a PDF, and then you you can keep it keep it forever. Yeah. And then they can update it as well, which is useful. Mm. It's really annoying in games like that when you when you've got a mistake which really confuses everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> yeah, when someone suddenly sends you to the wrong uh, paragraph, you're like, oh, okay, now that just doesn't work. But obviously, if you can just update a new PDF and uh, download mm. that one, then that sort of helps that kind of problem. So yeah. definitely, it definitely has benefits there. Yeah, uh, like rules, clarifications, and facts, and things like that. You can kind of build them into the app, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like if people are asking a lot of questions FAQs. about a particular rule, yeah. you can yeah clarify it. Yeah, yeah, clarify it in the app without having to yeah sort well, of reprint print rule books and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the only other game I can think of was uh, Where Words. Um, have you have you played that one before? No, I don't know that one at all. Uh, this is a bit like Werewolf. It's by the same designer as Werewolf, but it's like a twenty question kind of game. So the the app kind of gives you uh, a word uh, like the mayor a word that uh, only he knows. Um, so it picks from like an internal list, so it can add your own lists and things like that. So you get a secret word, and then the other players are trying to guess it, asking like yes and no questions. And right. the app kind of runs the game. So like these werewolf kind of games, they they have apps, don't they? You can pick like your um, mm-hmm. your role and stuff like that, and it'll tell you to yeah. open your eyes and look, or move something around, or do something. Uh, again, if you, you, I guess you could play without the app, but you, 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 you'd need a moderator. You'd need somebody to actually run it, wouldn't you? And do the yeah. Do the uh, the stuff in order and move stuff around and tell people what you know what they can see and things like that. So, I guess, I guess yeah. if uh, if the apps do disappear and the game's popular enough, somebody will somebody will make one, that, or that somebody will do a web yeah. version of it, or something like that. Um, Gen- generally, re- rely on somebody to upload it to Board Game Geek yeah. at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody w- somebody will make it work. Yeah, or do some kind of manual workaround or something like that to make it work. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think anything's disappeared yet. <laughs> no. I, I guess it's going to happen at some point where you know you've bought a game and it comes with an app, and then you know the app will disappear at some point. It's going to have to happen, isn't it? So I guess we'll find yeah. out at that point what uh, what people's workarounds are. But uh, there's always yeah. that. I guess, I guess it a bit of depends on how how difficult it would be to. Um, mm to redo it something something like mansions of madness would be a lot of work mm, yeah because um, yeah. the app's doing doing so much there that would be a lot of effort mm. uh, so i guess it depends depends on the game somehow how much of a workaround you can do yeah something like that would be difficult i actually played a game of mansions that the last time i played mansions of madness we ended up having to abandon the game because it turned oh. out that halfway through the game we'd been on one side of the map and we hadn't, we'd, we'd done some, we'd talked to somebody and we'd figured out what we needed to do, but we hadn't clicked on something, which meant that the app uh. didn't know that we knew that. <laughs> and then we went all the way to the other side of the map to try to do the thing that we knew that we needed to do. And it wouldn't yeah. let us because we oh, hadn't no. clicked the button on the other side of the map and we couldn't, we couldn't go back because there were far too many monsters in the way by that time and we were running yeah. out of the clock. So it's like, oh, what do we do now? Yeah, <laughs> we can't yeah. just fix it. In mean, the board game, you're just like, oh, well, never mind. Just fiddle around with the cards and work out what you, what you should have done, mm. and uh, try and fix the situation. But in the app, there was just there was just no going back. It was very yeah. sad. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're not infallible, are they? Sometimes things will mm. go wrong. It'll crash out, or something yeah. will happen, and yeah. you know the app will quit, and 
you have to restart it or something. Will it start in the same place or you have to start yeah, again from the it, beginning? Will it, yeah. will it remember how much you've done? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. It's the same as playing a video game. That can happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, one of those things. but Yeah. it's just. It's, I guess it's just the yeah, no, uh, It's a trade-off, isn't it? How much they add to that yeah. kind of risk of... Whether it's, uh, whether of it's worth it or whatever not. Whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can understand why people kind of want to avoid them. So I've, I've seen on... You know, on board game geeks, some people will say, "Oh, if it's got an app, I'm not going to play it. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good a game it is. I'm just going to avoid it." Which is, you know, fine. But I think yeah. you'll probably be missing out on a bit of, uh, yeah, uh, a bit of these the the benefits that it can bring. Yeah, hey, there, there is a bit of a backlash to it at the moment. Mm. I feel like, mm. like maybe what five, ten years ago, it was kind of it was cool. It was the uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the new thing, but. I guess it's a question of whether, yeah, like you say, whether whether it's worth it, whether the apps really add anything, add any, mm. adding anything to the experience, or yeah, yeah. Uh, which is worth the the downsides of having to use an app. It's not yeah. it's not always just automatically better. Some games it really helps, but I have played Mansions of Madness without an app. I played the the old version, the one version. Oh, the uh, yeah, the old original one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was good. I en- I enjoyed that game. But uh, but some people really enjoy it, and uh, yeah. so if you like all the the flavour and the the voice acting and everything, then so I guess there's a place for both. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for for our discussion then. So, uh, Lizzie, thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, we've been the Sheffield Board Gamers. Uh, pop down and see us. We play every Tuesday night and first Sunday of every month. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on uh, come and visit us on the forums. But until te- next time, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. See you later. Bye.